Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Eight Ball, episode two. Today we're talking about the spirit of cricket. From treading on a rope to losing a match correctly, it is often used in the aftermath of someone not being an arsehole. While the spirit of cricket sits outside the laws, it is intertwined with them, often muddying the waters and sometimes even overruling the laws, depending on the weight of public outcry. Invoked when a burly bricklayer from the villages calls a 13-year-old a fucking cheating cunt for not giving a tight run out in a third 11 game, or when WG Grace probably didn't tell an umpire, play on, they have come to see me bat, not you umpire. To discuss this, I am joined, as always, by my big brother David. And we're also joined this week by Peter Miller, aka the Cricket Geek, to go right off on today's guff on the spirit of cricket. Hello. Hello. You're on me. Yeah, did that in two takes. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, about four less than last week. So much, much fewer expletives. So before we start, excuse me, before we start, I am going to just read out what the spirit of cricket is. Officially. Officially. So if you search for the rules, the laws. Laws. Of the game. Laws, mate. The laws. Uh. This isn't this isn't some this isn't some stupid game like football or something, mate. It's laws. Okay, the laws of the game on the MCC's website, and because I don't agree with them, I'm going to do them in a silly voice to try and remove any uh, weight that they and gravitas they might have. So, are, uh, are you ready to hear the full preamble for the spirit of cricket, just outside the laws of cricket? Go on then. Cricket owes much of its appeal and enjoyment to the fact that it should be played not only according to the laws, but also within the spirit of cricket. The major responsibility for ensuring fair play rests with the captains, but extends to all players, match officials, and especially in junior cricket, the teachers, coaches, and the parents. Respect is central to the spirit of fucking cricket. Respect your captain your teammates, your opponents, and the authority of the umpires. Play hard, play fair. Accept that umpire's decisions. Create a positive atmosphere by your own conduct and encourage others to do likewise. Show self-discipline, even when things go against you. Congratulate the opposition on their successes and enjoy those of your own team. Thank the officials and thank your opposition at the end of the match, whatever the result. Cricket is an exciting game that encourages leadership, friendship, and teamwork, which brings together people from all different nationalities, cultures, and religions, especially when played within the spirit of cricket. Right. Thank you for that, Mick. So, um, I'd just say that that actually made it sound better. Yeah. Well, the thing that the thing here with it is, right, this is the thing that gets me. But before you start on anything else, the thing that gets me is take out the word cricket and substitute it with literally any other sport. Yeah, it's, it's it, this is the biggest thing. And I think we did a podcast where we said pretty much exactly what we're going to say uh, now, Pete, about yeah, a decade ago. Now we're, now we're older and more belligerent. So. Yeah. And yeah, fatter. <laughs> Definitely that. But, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. So the thing that that's the thing that gets me about it is that, right? So the laws of cricket first came around in 1744, right? It's the first time someone wrote down the rules, and there was lots of different things. Do you know what I mean? You had different numbers of balls and overs. They didn't have middle stumps. People wore top hats. You could bowl underarm. 
we'll come on to bowling under arm, I'm sure, at some point in this podcast, right? But uh, 1788 was when it became something that the MCC owned, and then obviously they've revised it. Most recent revision, 2017. That preamble, right? That preamble first made an appearance in the laws of cricket in the year 2000. That's when we decided we needed to put that in there. So that was after all of the things you could possibly imagine in cricket that have been, you know, I mean, match fixing was a thing in cricket. Mm. Uh, You had, you know, all of the stories that you've heard about stuff going on in the 1990s. You know, people saying the most horrible things to opponents that sometimes are funny and sometimes are apocryphal, right? But Ted Dexter and Colin Cowdery decided we needed to have that little preamble so everyone knew how wonderful cricket was. And then it kind of, because it's this really nebulous thing, it doesn't, it all of a sudden picks up loads of things that aren't in any of the laws of cricket that then follow in that little blue book that you get given at the start of the season from your cricket club. Yeah, this is the thing, is that that, like, there was a rumour um, and it, I choose to believe it and don't I've not ever done any research on this because I don't want it not to be true that Mark Nicholas wrote that preamble. Really? And it's like it might not be true, but it's really, really plausible, isn't it? Oh, it's on the nose for Nicholas, isn't it? Mm. You know, for old Nico. And it's know? like whatever you think of Mark Nicholas, someone who you would want to give you something precise that a law needs to be, he's not your man, is he? He's not your man for concise, precise, not a word wasted mm. language. It's, it's like that It's like that internet meme that you see of Buddha where it's like, just try not to be a dick. Yeah? yeah. And that would, that would sum it up just as well. The whole thing is... But the thing is... One of the very best preambles. <laughs> what, other, what other sport is so far up its own anus? That it needs to decide to have something yeah. written down in flowery language at the start. It's it, it, like, it about itself. It's not. Yeah. For, it's not for cricket to say that it is special like that. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Well, the and, thing is, it's because it's a cliche, right? That's ultimately where it yeah. comes from. It's like there's a, an, a cliche across the English speaking as well. It's just. It's not even a cliche that's true. It's no. You know, but it is a cliche, right? So if you're been, you're never here, been this gentlemanly game. It was created so you could drink and gamble, right? As with all sports, that's what sports are for, because most sports are made by men and has been fully established over the last decade. Men are dreadful, right? It's like I have this conversation with my teenage daughter all the time. Where I'm like, look, if I could apologise any more for white men, I would. But I don't really know what else I can do. Start a but, podcast, like, that's what we did. You'll hear politicians all over the English-speaking world, and even those that aren't, saying it's just not cricket you know there's examples of germans saying it you know oh well it's not cricket and it's like that's the thing is that it's kind of you wonder whether or not when they came up with this whether it was written by dexter and cowdery or whether it was mark nicholas writing it down on a beer map while well, having a few well, let's be honest, it's probably just someone we've never heard of yeah it's some poor but, random sod <laughs> but regardless we, we, we need you to write this thing about cricket but the, the, the thing with the cake, but then even before you start talking about what the bits of spirit of cricket talk about, right? Because it is stuff that 
just just absolute guff that people bang on about all the time, right? When all it is is sportsmanship, which you see in yeah. literally every kind of sport, yeah? And more in other sports than you would in cricket. But just have a think, right? Okay, if you were to think of the two most famous cricketers that existed before that was written, right? There's Sir Don Bradman, and then the other one is William Gilbert Grace, right? The most, probably the most famous cricketer in terms of reputation ever, right? If you think he was kind of a preeminent pre Victorian of his time, he was described. Bushy beard. <laughs> Jeffrey Morehouse described him in Wisden as a shameless cheat, right? <laughs> he got bold. So he was out LBW, caught at first slip and then bold. And he didn't walk for any of them. And the only reason he then left the field after that was because someone said, are you staying with us, doctor? Right. To which point he walked off and he was the one who took offence. He was the <laughs> one that was upset. Right? And this is the sport that we're talking about. Right. This absolute colossal cheat. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a criticism of Gilbert. I love him. Right. I mean, I haven't read any of the 74 biographies that have been written in the last 10 years because I read one that was written before that. But And he's not done much since. He's not done a lot since, to be That's honest. The you know, <laughs> the, the doctor. But um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's just the absolute colossal pomposity <laughs> involved in the idea that cricket is in any way special. When it I've is, got, I've just... got a theory for you on this. Go on. That the only other two sports I can think, not not quite gone to cricket's level of writing it down and patting themselves on the back for it. Um, it's golf. They love love it in golf when they like call. Oh, I called a penalty on himself, and like they all hate that that American lad who doesn't shout four and all the rest of it because he's oh, he's not it's against the spirit of golf. And rugby union, because they call the referee sir, which means yeah. that you can then, you know, bite each other's ears off. And I think it's it's because they're all Tory. Well, this and is a conversation. Tories love to pretend that, you know, like the most important thing is being decent and civil and actually then just being, you know, dicks. Well, if there's one thing we know about the current Conservative government, that being decent and civil, uh, being upfront and honest, is 100% what they do. But uh, yeah, well, this is the thing is, you know, and the we've had this conversation before about those three Tory sports that you mentioned, and you can only like one and not be a Tory. Yeah. If you like more than one, you're it's dangerous. You know, I mean, like two, maybe. If you like all three, you may as well wear a blue rosette and stand for the parish council, you know, that you're done. I, I will say, living in Wales having spent some time Different in vibe. rugby clubs, it's a little bit more working class here. And when I say a little bit more working class, I mean like proper working class here in Wales is rugby. Um, there's a story that's not really for this podcast that I can give you of me going and watching Wales, Australia with my mate's rugby club, which involved uh, Guinness and vomiting. Um, and various would like other to hear Peter's story about Guinness and vomiting. Please subscribe <laughs> to Pete's new podcast. <laughs> Guinness and um, vomiting. But then, right, but, but if you if you take it as read that basically it's don't be a dick and sportsmanship is good, right? You then yeah. come on to the things that the spirit of cricket awards, right? And it's something that uh, Michael referred to in the intro because the first Christopher Martin Jenkins Spirit of Cricket Award 
was given to Luke Wright because he's second when he stood on a rope. Was it the second one? Yeah, what was the first um, one? It was Wayne Madsen. Can't remember what for. Should find probably, that out. Probably walked. Probably walked. Yeah, probably. Then uh, right, me, the me, last, me, the me, last same thing over the top of each other there. That's unprecedented. Unprecedented. Me and you noisily agreeing with each other, Dave. Shocking. I was thinking um, when we do a podcast together, it should, in theory, completely refute the notion that we're one and the same person, <laughs> but it does the opposite. Does the opposite. We, right. So the the last the Depending last slightly few, different voice. The last few winners of the ICC one. New Zealand got given yeah. it, but not is... complaining about losing. Yeah, right? that was basically an admission that England, India, or Australia would have just been complete twats about it. And well done for not being. This is the thing: is the fact that it was unusual for a cricket team to be chill about the fact that they'd lost under the laws of the tournament that they'd signed up to at the beginning, which everyone knew about, was in some way unusual. And I think it was it, does it not also? The very existence of an award for it brings into question the thing's existence. If you have to have an award for the spirit of cricket, then it's not a thing, is it? Because Wayne Madsen did win the award for for walking. Um, Brilliant. So was, you come hold back on. To- he was hold on. He was chasing six hundred and seventeen. A lone appeal came from the Yorkshire fielders. Umpire Jeff Evans gave the... Oh, it's Derbyshire, sorry. The Derbyshire captain not out. Only for Madsen to walk back to the pavilion on his own accord, saying in an interview that it was a matter of principle. That also happened in the We're same year. We're chasing 617. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> funny. Um, uh, that happened in the same summer as Stuart Broad's uh, edge to first slip. Straight didn't to first walk. slip. Yeah. Straight to first slip. Um, so you, but, right. So this is that, the so, sorry, Pete. So that award was given for walking. Kane Williamson received the ICC award in two, 2019 for his behaviour in a match where he nicked one and didn't walk. There you go. And that's the spirit of cricket. I mean, if you start, we can talk about walking, and I'm sure we will. But let's not in any way say that Kane Williamson doesn't deserve just all of the awards. I mean, if there's an award that he hasn't had, we should start a campaign for him to get it because he is the person we should all be looking towards yeah. in terms of... And he doesn't walk. And he and doesn't walk. Which, do it or not. Which, but just, I mean, even, even you know, you, you look at Kane Williamson, right? And you think there's a man who isn't going to have a magnificent and luxurious beard Right. And then he grows one and it's literally perfect. Yeah. He can be baby faced or astute and devastatingly handsome. I mean, there's nothing he can't do as far as I'm concerned. You know, just a a, a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think what I kind of wanted to like, that was kind of my rant that I needed to get off my chest. Right. Which is about how the idea that cricket is anyway special is absolute nonsense. But there's a second rant that's available in all of this for the things that it then gets applied to, right? So basically, as far as I read it, the laws of cricket are just you should follow the rules of the game as they're laid out in the laws. Um, and if things rules, don't go mate. your way... Well, yeah, they're, the rules of cricket are within the laws, right? You know? 
I have a question about legality and things, and I don't know the answer to this, but a, pre, a preamble to a set of laws, unless it's within the laws or affects them directly by saying, in this instance, this changes this, it doesn't, doesn't actually mean anything. Oh, no, it doesn't mean anything. It's absolutely flowery nonsense, right? And this is the thing is that there aren't any rules. There aren't, there aren't any, there isn't any law within cricket that says an umpire can send someone off in the proper laws of cricket, right? That's a captain's job. So if a captain was to think someone's behaving in a particularly nasty way, he can say, I think you should, uh, I, I honestly think right now you're not really behaving as a gentleman and uh, it'd probably be best if you went in and had yourself a cup of tea. Mm. I was so well. It started it's off by Sergeant Wilson from Dad's I, can, I can do a better Welsh accent than that. I spent a lot of time talking like this down here. Um, but I so, think... uh, actually, Dave, uh, Mick, edit that out, yeah? Because that would okay. be really offensive to everyone in Wales, um, sure. which means it won't get edited out, but never mind. Um, Miller Blast Wales. There's <laughs> the things that it then gets applied to, like, for example, walking, right? So in every sport in all of the world, yeah, if a referee makes a decision, that's the decision. That's it, yeah. right? And it actually says, you know, not following what the umpire has said is contravening the spirit of the game. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, the only example I can think of, do you remember when Robbie Fowler deliberately missed the penalty? When he yeah. didn't think it was a pen for he, Liverpool. He, he dived, realised what he'd done because it was his his mate from England. And David Seaman, I think, was the goalkeeper. And he realised he dived, went, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. And then deliberately missed the penalty. And I think someone scored from the rebound. Did he get a yellow card for questioning the referee? No. no. But there was talk of him, you know, because he was like, no, 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 don't give the penalty, don't give the yeah. penalty. But it, happened, it has happened since. It happened in a... Um, in a European game, and I think it was Wolfsburg, where he said he didn't touch me, and the referee said, "Fine, drop ball here to the to the defending team." Which I but don't you, know I if mean, that's, that's the laws or if that's just common sense applied the, to a situation. The, the laws of cricket do allow for a batsman walking. It is mentioned that a batsman is out if an umpire gives him out or he gives himself out, i.e., walks. So it's specifically mentioned as a thing that a batsman has the option to do, but at nowhere, nowhere in the laws yeah, does it, or I believe, has ever said that the batsman has an obligation yeah. to give himself out. I mean, he... the only time I think it's in any way acceptable for you to walk if you're playing in a Sunday game. That's what I was going to say. Twelve-year-old kid umpiring, yeah. and you've nicked it, and you're there thinking. I'm not, not going to give it. it. I'm not I'm, I don't. I'm not going to make this kid give me out. Yeah. I've clearly nicked it. I, I think. I think it is different when you know when you play in a, like that sort of standard, and you're you're essentially umpiring your own game. It's and your, it's your mate at the other mate. end, and it's like I'm not going to make yeah. that. I'm not going to make my mate give me out. It's awkward and unpleasant. You're you're effectively officiating the game yourselves at that point anyway. Yeah. Aren't you? Exactly. You're your own teammates. Yeah. So that is different. But when once there's a, like, some kind of official a professional umpire, well, once, once you once you have you know there was kind of there was a thing wasn't there? Someone was talking about the world record of going and watching cricket matches, and they were saying that um, they wouldn't count it as a cricket match unless it had two umpires yeah. whose job it was to umpire. 
Yeah. That was their definition of a cricket match because when it's, you know, like I've, I've always said when I've been playing cricket, I'll umpire for 15 overs, but I never want to score because I'm completely the other way around. Yeah. I like scoring. I hate umpiring. And I like the, the level I played, I think I played about five or six years at the first team level where all that was done for you, but the rest of it has spent seconds. Do you know what the worst and thing in the world is? When you open, when you open the bat in, um, get out for zip, and then the other umpires are number five and six, so you have to go and umpire straight away. Straight away, you're and you're in umpiring you if your team's like glove around the ground for about an hour and a half. And it'll always be <laughs> you don't want to. You then don't want to ask the thirteen year old kid to do it. I mean, what I always used to say to the kids, well, I don't out or umpire, and I'm like, you can count to six and say not out, brother. Oh, you go. Yeah, that's your job. I hate it when if if a young a young or someone who doesn't want to do it comes out and they say, "Do you mind if I just do square leg?" Yeah, and I always say yes because I'd hate the idea of someone, especially if they're young, being and especially where I played cricket in the villages where you can get some fifteen stone, eighteen stone hod carrier spitting in your face for not not giving someone lbw when it wouldn't have hit a th- you know another set and all that sort of stuff so I have a, that is I have concentrating a, on umpiring is harder than concentrating on batting i have an admission to make and, and it is a bit embarrassing that there was a you wet yourself no not oh. this time that, that is, was it, is time. it the thing with stuart lee <laughs> <laughs> no no it's not it's not the stuart lee thing uh, there was a year when I just got so fed up with cricket, right? And it was just making me miserable going and playing. But I still wanted to be involved. So I went and qualified and I have an umpiring qualification. And I did the travelling around. That's not sad at all. Travelling around doing the umpiring. And what I discovered was having really, because like there was, you know, the guys were there going, I was like, oh, I'm not enjoying this anymore. It's like, oh, you're a good umpire. You should go and get your qualifications and do it. Hmm. What I discovered was, I just didn't have it in my, in- I just like, as soon as it was that serious and that like proper, yeah. you know, and it was all kind of like, you know, I just, I'll, yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I always it. think, of, and obviously stressing at this point, they do a wonderful job and you, we don't have a game without them, but Mick, you're going to have to do some more bleeping here. Mm-hmm. But with umpires and referees, I'm always reminded of that brilliant Viz letter. Yeah. That says about traffic wardens. People people have a go at traffic wardens, but at the end of the day, these people are doing their job. That said, it's a c**t's job, and only a c**t would want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. That's kind of where I was at, right? Because I was kind of like, I, I just, I just, like, I couldn't take it seriously enough that I didn't think I was. You know, obviously, I gave right decisions. You know, more often than could, not, yeah. and I got good scores at the end of the season and all the rest of it. But I was just kind of like, I just, I just didn't have it in me to do it i was just kind of like you know but if i turn up now you know i'm on a thursday night i'll go and do the umpiring for a bit you know just i like calling back foot no balls off spinners going around the wicket thoroughly yeah. enjoy that or, that's or great fun gloves in front from square leg if you, if oh, you yeah, haven't yeah, had anything yeah. to do for a couple of overs all of that, all <laughs> of that. No like, ball. When, when i end up umpiring now it's usually there's it's because there's one umpire so you're doing square leg both ends and there's two things about me as a cricketer is that one, the thing I hate most in the world is square leg umpire who's not concentrating yeah. and doesn't give a stump in when I've got one. And two, I am the doziest square leg umpire in the history of the world. And I feel like if you're doing both jobs, like the concentration you have to have at the bowling end 
sort of carries over into square leg. But if you're doing square leg both ends, you're like, oh, that's an interesting cloud. What's that pigeon eating? Is that pigeon eating a bit of sick? And suddenly there's a big shout and you say not out and hope for the best. When when you're keeping, because I always do this if if there's a, if, especially if square legs brought their phone out to check football scores or something and just politely asking them that you think there might have been one short in that that two that they ran. But you weren't concentrating, and yeah. then if they do like it again, you just yell at them. <laughs> always used to like umpiring my mate Stuart because when he was at square leg, he'd always shout across, uh, "Miller, so three gone or three to come." <laughs> <laughs> Love that! What a um, game! What a sport! <laughs> what a sport! That's but, the spirit uh, of cricket. Yeah, but you know, it's is. like. But the thing is, having having done that job, you do start seeing things like you know, you look out for pre signals from umpires when you're watching mm. the game. You know, if you're doing lucky enough to do radio commentary or whatever you're like oh it's going to be given as a leg by i think yeah sure it's a leg by all that kind of stuff but anyway we kind of i mean it's not like the three of us right because i know know, for us to digress but we have digressed a little bit yes but um but this i suppose it's got there's a point there isn't there talking about the spirit of cricket within because i don't think you necessarily need to worry about it at the elite level yeah, no. and I think that that was going to be one of the things I was going to say next is there must have been a reason that they brought this in because people have spoken about it. Um, the I, underarm I bowling. Pete, I think Pete's already touched on. It. I think it's it's self mythology, isn't it? It's this yeah. self mythologizing idea of cricket, and I think that while on the face of it, it seems pointedly absurd that it came into the laws in two thousand after the most not the most corrupt decade, but the most transparently and nakedly corrupt decade, you know, the the decade of match fixing and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. It seems absurd, but that's not a coincidence. It's like they're trying to convince themselves. But but my big thing is, I think right at the start of that preamble, it, it talks about that played not only within the game's laws, but within the spirit of the game. And I feel like that is such, to me, and it's not talked about enough, the spirit of cricket is talked about too much. I mean, the last thing it needed was a fucking podcast. But (laughs) that undermines the laws to me. Yeah. That if the spirit of cricket means anything, it means that Pete's excellent phrase, don't be a dick, and follow these laws. The spirit of the game is its law. I mean, I suppose the thing is, like, it almost did, like, the reason why you would have that is if you had the problem, perhaps, that Sunday League football has, where you've got referees being threatened to be murdered. Yeah. yeah? Because, yeah. you know, having that... Actually being attacked or having their tires taken down. And yeah, stuff exactly. Like that. So, But That's now, in cricket, it. like, all, all three of us have played village cricket, right? And by and large, what happens is you might have a little bit of an argument every now and then with someone, you know. But how many times... Have He's you never played with me, has he, Mick? No. <laughs> but like how many you know like <laughs> you've not played with me um and i could be a proper asshole um, so if, if anyone from little what? port cricket club wants to give an appraisal <laughs> of, of dave tickner's spirit of cricket uh, I mean, well, um, at least i'm consistent i'm not here claiming it is a thing now my, i've used to play a lot of a lot of cricket with a guy called ben worcester and his name when he was at university was aggro because he used to just fucking kick off all the time but it's yeah. just it's just you know it's not pushing and shoving it's just lots of this right yeah. You know, and, and that's what you're going to do. Play Radio, sport. Peter. Oh, sorry. Lots of, you know, I, that movement. Talking. You know, the one I mean. <laughs> the one I mean. That movement, isn't it? 
Um, so, yeah, so it, it's, you know, you don't need to have it for the people that you would think it would need to be written for, right? And yeah. the thing is, as well, is like, once you're at the professional level, right, and I've been lucky enough to spend quite a lot of time talking to professional cricketers, right, and they just yeah. want to win, right? That's all they're interested in. If you're a professional sportsman, the reason why you end up being one of the top in the world is because you yeah. want to win more than anything else. You would you would smash your grandma at tiddlywinks, yeah? Because you can't... You, you can't I'm so pleased you put the end of that one. I thought that was going in a completely different direction. But we're going to libel literally every professional cricketer. But the thing, right, so, you know, like, you know, but even, even to the extent that, you know, you'll, you'll put them in a room playing cricket 19 on the playstation 4 and they like they have to win they're hating each other <laughs> yeah. they're just you know they have to right so you know but that's true of like i don't think you can you know the last 15 percent of any professional sports person is going to be their will to win and their ability to deal yeah. with pressure moments and that's why they end up being as successful as they'll be right i am aware that i'm gonna throw a grenade here and then sit back and let you two go on okay but there's one particular dismissal that i think muddies the water and crosses the lines more than any other and it's the, the mancad when you when you uh, dismiss the non-striking batsman in your delivery stride when they've left their ground now that is within the laws of the game but more, i think that more than anything else comes back to yeah it's the laws but it's not in the spirit and that's where you get this crossover so i sit back and away you go so this is a whole thing, other episode, by the way. It's a whole other episode. Let's talk about man cats. So the, the well, thing that gets to me about it... Let's just be brief here if we can. For fuck's sake. <laughs> when you, when you, when you realise you're bagging on so much that one of your fellow podcast, podcasters is there going, fucking hell, mate, sharp. I've, I've um, bought a cord in it. <laughs> Imagine listening to this. Imagine shit. listening to this shite. Oh, Pete Pe- and Dave talking about man cats. How fresh. Right, you've got... How fresh. Fresh. 2014. So you've got three the minutes. Thing with it, the thing with it is that not only is it within the laws of the game, but the MCC, the most conservative with a small C organization on the earth, have actually made it even more in the laws of the game that yeah. they're allowed to do it. Every yeah? time it happens, they come out and stress. It's fine. It's fine. And the thing that gets me is in the day and age, you know, when people that like the, the, the excuses of people you to say why it's okay for batsmen to do this right yeah. is because well he only left his he only left his crease by an inch and i'm like well yeah because in the age of high definition replays you don't see batsmen being run out by a millimeter do yeah. you that course, never happened yeah. it there is absolutely no reason for you to leave your crease and i actually think this is the thing that i've come the conclusion i've come to is that it's the fault of old fuckers like us that this is such an issue because we hammer it into kids back up why aren't you backing up yeah Yeah. you've got that single if you hadn't backed up yeah exactly so we spend our time telling kids they should back up which means that they dozily wander out of their crease all the time and the reason why they can do that is because we then also decided that one type of dismissal that's 100 percent within the laws is in some way unacceptable and then you've got the warning thing where you're like Oh, yeah, probably. If we're going to go down that route, if you're going to go by that logic, say the batsman, I'm going to bowl a slower ball next. So just watch out for it. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, I've got to make sure that you know what's coming. You know, and and this is the thing is that so much of the time, spirit of cricket is letting batsmen get away with being dozy muppets. 
think Ian Bell against India uh, in 2011, I think it was. Or was it 2011 or 2014? One or the other. I think it was it. I think it was 2011, wasn't it? That series. 2011. And he just decided. Remember, decided, when England were really good. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing, wasn't it? He decided, and given second chances. In that particular instance, Ian Bell decided it was tea. So he just wandered off mm. and India ran him out on the tea break, right? And then you had and Andy Flower going into the dressing room and saying he doesn't think it's right and that they should change their mind. Now, unfortunately, at the time, it wasn't Virat Kohli who was captain because I think Virat Kohli would have been there going, you know, I mean, talking of other heroes, just the absolute hero with all of this stuff, you know, the, the king of the shithousery. <laughs> but I just don't think for a second that he would have part with it. It's just bullshit. And it's not, and it doesn't, it doesn't stand up to any sort of intellectual scrutiny. It doesn't make any sense. It's just something that's been, it's, it's like three minutes. We've let him go here, Mick. What's... You've, still got, you've still got 17 seconds left. Go. So what I'll say is it's the cricket equivalent of deciding you eat fish on a Friday to make God happy. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Okay. Is that is that is that going too far? I don't know. I think mm. we'll get someone else on for the Mancad episode because otherwise it's just going to be Pete's going to start okay. being anti. I just love them. They just make me happy, mate. It just you know, oh, I I do love them when they happen. It like and it, when they happen in things like what was that one recently? It was in a in a youth tournament. I don't know if it was international, but there was four the top four batsmen. First four wickets were all run oh, out or something. Wasn't there. Do you remember that? Four, four mancads. And I think at, at some point, whatever you think of mancads, you've got to be thinking, all right, we don't agree with this as a means of dismissal, but it's happened to three of my mates, probably going to stay in McCreese. So um, it, was a, it was the ICC T20 Women's World Cup Africa Regional Qualifiers the Uganda and that did it. It was Cameroon against Uganda. So it was the. Oh, it that's was because that could, that would have been racist, Pete. Yeah. It would have been. That's lucky, it wasn't was, it? Um, the Uganda the were involved. Seam bowler huge. Maver Duma uh, resorting to the highly divisive, but also within the laws of yeah. the game, mancad dismissal to run out her opponents. She picked up figures of one for thirty-two from her four overs, but ran out four. Four batsmen, uh, starting with the first dismissal in the 16th and the fourth in the 20th. Brilliant. And one, one final, final thing on Mancads. I, you, one thing you do hear from the pro Mancad crowd, which I'm a fully paid up member, is that the batsman is against the spirit of cricket by being out of his crease. I disagree with that as well. I think the batsman is, again, the laws don't say the batsman cannot be there. It's a risk you take. They just say that if you are, you run I the can... risk of being run out. Yeah. It's, a prime example of, it's a prime example of how the word cheat is used far too much, right? Because trying to get away yeah. with someone within the laws isn't cheating. Yeah, Cheating is, you know, I, I would say one of the things that you could, you know, ball tampering is a prime example, right? Scratching the ball is cheating. It's cheating, right? It's cheating to win rather than cheating to lose. So I'm more chill with it because, you know, the idea of cheating to lose um, and fixing matches just makes me feel a bit ill. But I think, you know, you get that. But I think ultimately it comes down to the reason why cricket is brilliant is because it's a game of risk and reward. Yeah. Right. 
That's why it's good. If you yeah. don't play a shot, you're not going to get out, but you won't score any runs. If you try and hit it a bit harder, you might get two or four. And if you try and go for the most risky shot, you get six. And it's the same with backing up, right? You might be more likely to score that single or that to come back for a second, but you are going to be, you know, uh, taking a risk. You know, and, you know, it's the same, you know, when you deliberately run one short, you're taking a risk that the umpire is going to tell you, no, that second run doesn't count. You know, it's it's not necessarily cheating. It's just you trying to, you know, take advantage within the rules of the game. And that's sport, right? And that's what makes it interesting. It's, you know, who can think the most about it, you know? And, and that's that's why we like it. But the other thing, you know, it's like, but I mean, I suppose... I'd be interested to get your thoughts. Seven minutes to... now, thinking that on Mancats, we've done it. Yeah, no, no, I'm moving, I'm moving on, mate. I'm trying to move on, and you're still giving me shit. Do you know what I mean? This is just standard. I brought it back up, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Oh, that was um, the spirit of podcasting. <laughs> it's the spirit of podcasting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the other things, the, 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 the chapel underarm delivery, right? Mm-hmm. You know, was it a dickish move? Probably. But it wasn't breaking the rules. It wasn't cheating, was it? You know, so right. I suppose that's kind of one of the well, legit they, examples. They, they changed the laws. About... They changed the laws after it. Yeah, because like, they were there. But that's like Luke Norman, right? Literally, fair play. You found a loophole there. We'll deal with it. We don't like that loophole. Yeah, we're going to close it. So now, it's not against the spirit of cricket to do it. It's against the laws of cricket. Done. And that's again, it proves the point. The spirit of cricket doesn't exist because we have to have laws that specifically outlaw things that we decide that's not quite right. Is it? That's, that's not, that doesn't feel right for the sport. So we're not having it. There was a moment. That's that's how any set of laws of any sport come about. They're never fixed and written and never changing. Are they? There was a, there was a moment relatively recently that I think is kind of the spirit of cricket type thing, which was, Daryl Mitchell in the ICC World T20 semi-final last year in November, where he felt he'd impeded the fielder and he decided not to take a run when they needed 30-odd off the last three overs or whatever it was, right? But is that spirit of cricket or is that just, you know, like I think in most instances, you know, if you were to be on a football field and I'm trying to think of what the analogy here would be, you know, but you're, you're, I, sort of, you're, you're in the area of kicking the ball out of play and they throw the throwing going back to the other team. That yeah. convention in it. It's the it's the not running when the ball ricochets off you. You don't take the yeah. run unless it happens to go for four, and then the yeah, well, run on top and you win a World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> unless that happens, and unless that, that happens, you don't run. But yeah, no, it's, you know, I mean, it's kind of things like that where you're there thinking, but that isn't, if it was, if that was what people were talking about, it's fine. I mean, so you think about the great images of Spirit of Cricket and you think Andrew Flintoff, Brett Lee, Edge Baston, 2005. Flintoff gave an interview the other other year and what he was saying at that point apparently was, mate, this is embarrassing, fucking get over it. It's apparently what he said, yeah? And I think he was saying that in a nice way. He was like, look, you know, it's a game of cricket. You know, it doesn't really matter. The trophy's tiny. Don't worry about it kind of thing. But, you know, that's still a massively... And your club soul actually won the spirit of cricket in, I think, 2018 for doing the same. 
for just saying just hard luck. Uh, I think it was Van Nieker in the World Cup final 2017, wasn't it? No, I think it was Van Nieker. I think I can see the picture in my head. I think, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, doing 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 the same thing of just consoling her. But that, but how many times do you see that in every other sport, right? Every other sport. I mean, I think I did a thread on Twitter back when I was more of an asshole on Twitter. Um, where I was were, kind of like, have you ever been given an accolade for being the, the I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, like one that. time, one time, quite a time. Or, or maybe a prick. Yeah, I think I got, I think I got one time someone quite famous told me I was a prick on Twitter. Um, I don't biggest, like talking about biggest. it. Biggest. Uh, no, actually, it was the saddest. Saddest, saddest, saddest even saddest little prick. Saddest little prick on Twitter. Um, uh, I can imagine that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? imagine that? that's, that's, a diff- that's a different thing six years later, however many years. That was, that's completely different now. Statistically, someone is the saddest little yeah. prick on Twitter. And it could it might well be Miller. So, it, <laughs> Decent chance is one of us. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it could probably be all three. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, but even Flintoff going up and doing that with Lee is a massively alpha move, right? That's proper alpha in, isn't it? Do yeah. you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, that's the king of the champing, that is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, there are moments in cricket where people do things that make sense. But then the reason it gets talked about when there's a big controversy about it is mancads and not walking and the thing that gets me about the walking thing is how there's degrees of amount you can edge it before it becomes unacceptable for you not to walk yeah yeah if you edge it to the slips you 100 percent have to walk every single time whereas if you feather it that's fine right but then as well the same people that will say that will tell you that a batsman always knows when they've hit it until which, there's evidence where that that isn't the case oh drs is just shut Again, i mean I don't know. that's another episode <laughs> yeah he's always <laughs> let's not do all our episodes in one but i suppose ultimately it's just all a bit it's just it just annoys me just the pomposity of it annoys yeah. me yeah, I tell you, there, there, there is one more, one more last thing on walking that you need to say, and that batsmen in professional cricket or you know properly umpired cricket should never walk, except for LBW. Walking for an LBW is the most alpha thing a batsman can do. That is a you you can regain all the lost dignity of being dismissed by walking for an LBW. Massive fan of walking for that. But not anything else. That's the that's the batting equivalent of a celebrity appeal. Is walking is walking for an LBW with that? If you just passed your fifty and you'd taken your helmet off for a fifty, would that mean that you could be forgiven for taking your helmet off for a fifty? I think you might. I think that would be back to back to zero. Yeah, you you you're back at zero. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just uh, just working out what the what the yeah that should also um, go into a preamble. <laughs> The ahead of the eight ball preambles of what's acceptable <laughs> and unacceptable is, to do. But this is the thing, isn't it? Is that what is a game that exists not just within its laws, but within its not taking off your helmet to celebrate a 50, you <laughs> twat. But this is the thing, ultimately, all of it. I mean, and that's the thing is if you come up with something that's as vague and airy and nebulous as that preamble that uh, that Weissmuller gave us at the beginning of the podcast, um, is that it just it depends what it means to you, right? Yeah. What it's I the think opposite of a law, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's right. What, what I think it means, like I think there's loads of things that I think are against the spirit of cricket. If it because we all have our own definition, being man and slab of shame, banned. 
yeah. singing Jerusalem. Banned. Wearing a stripy tie. Banned. Just Lord's pop, cricket ground. popping champagne yeah, corks onto the field of play. That's yeah. that pisses me off more than anything. That is that that is so offensive to the players and officials. So uh, yeah, they should probably just oh, yeah. animal that Mark Nicholas. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've now decided, despite the fact that there's no evidence to the contrary, it's definitely Mark Nicholas that wrote that preamble to the law. Do not tweet us with proof that it wasn't Mark Nicholas. No, definitely don't do that. We will block you. We don't want that blocked. Blocked and reported. Having so, said that, we're, we're, I'm quite up for being Twitter for you to do so. I'm quite up for being well actually at any point on this podcast if we do get anything wrong. Um, but you have to bring evidence. Don't just say what you said wasn't in the spirit of cricket. Don't come with come with the weapons to the fight. You know, uh, I mean, you know, the spirit of Twitter is uh, is something that I can get behind. I mean, there's certain things that I think you can do on Twitter that are completely unacceptable. For example tagging in the person who you're the person's yeah. talking about yeah. yeah yeah especially if they're famous with lots of followers doing that is just completely unacceptable behavior if i wanted shane warne to know what i'm saying about him i'd tag him in exactly all right <laughs> um i you should do a do a you should do a twitter episode and i won't be on it because i've already talked enough on your podcast but uh, i'll send you the international 11 of cricketers that have blocked me on twitter over the years um strong strong guys i think you'd struggle to beat it um yeah i mean the thing that i also that i've got to say this and it's probably clear from this podcast is there isn't anything that i hate as much as cricket or that i love as much as cricket yeah yeah and that's why i think your podcast is a great idea because it gives you the opportunity to be angry because, about something because you love and hate the podcast is that what you well, i mean i love and love and hate I haven't actually, I haven't actually had a drink since I got very drunk with you early in the new year in uh, in Leeds. Uh, so you've broken me a little bit. Excellent. So, yeah. Good. Anything else, Dave? Um, uh, spirit of cricket, spirit of cricket. It's a load of old bollocks. Is that the final word on it? It's just not cricket, mate. Yeah. Well, uh, a couple of bits of admin. Um, a few people have uh, correctly pointed out that our theme music is good and it is a 80s hair metal version of the song Soul Limbo by Booker T and the MGs, otherwise known as the Test Match special theme tune uh, that was made by uh, mine and Dave's school friend, Ben Brown. So thank you for that. And also uh, our hilarious cartoons in our socials uh they were doodled by my friend deborah hilbert and you can find her on instagram at, at deb's draws deb's with a z they draws are with as, an f? what draws with an s though yeah deb's with a z draws with an s just inconsistent just, just creative in it yeah um those creative types but they are quite clearly and has also been pointed out better than the actual episode that we have put out. So hopefully this one will be a bit better than that. No. Um, on, on that listen subject, to the last one. This one's worse. <laughs> as was also pointed out to us, um, we confidently said during episode one that we weren't changing the name of the podcast before it was released. Yeah. We did then change the name of the podcast 
after we discovered someone had already used the name of the podcast. Yeah, and it was Although about we have sport. now since convinced ourselves that this name is better anyway. Yeah. Because um, it is sillier and cricketier. Um, would you say that that kind of amateurish inconsistency was early teething trouble that will be ironed out or very much a taste of what's to come? Is this is this a question for me? No, not you. <laughs> um, you know, Pete, I'd like to hear your views on that. Go ahead. Um, anything you two come up with wouldn't surprise me. That, that could be good, could be bad. So that's good. We'll leave it on that. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening and commenting on it. Send uh, all of your, your your requests. They're good. Some of them are going on the list for us to... To, to discuss later on we have got loads but keep keep them coming in um if there's anyone or anything that you think would be good for us to get in get in touch with or talk about let us know thanks pete for coming on our podcast nice thanks, one pete. uh we will definitely have you again we could do it while drunk people who don't know yeah we could uh we could do it while drunk when we're going in that cottage in mid wales yeah in a couple of months time definitely. yeah well we talked about this we're gonna our plan is this year recorded live at Mac in the cottage. Next yeah. year, when we've taken over the world, we'll be at one of the six seater venues at Mac doing a live recording of the podcast. Yeah, that that that, that sounds dream. that sounds that sounds great. Um yeah, as uh, as we're trying to drunkenly start the fire. Um. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Anyway, I'll let you go. Thanks for coming on, Pete. Um, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.